Hello, everybody. This is Juan, and this is a political Spotify original from Anchor.fm. We're going to be talking today about drag story hours, a very popular uh, topic happening around the Ohio community and everywhere in the nation. With me today, I have Aaron Reed. He organized the uh, event at Wasworth, Ohio, that got um, very a lot of publicity because Nazis, KKKs, and other malicious groups uh, showed up and tried to stop it, assault parents and kids and all that. So I'm going to ask you, Aaron, if you can introduce yourself, tell me a little bit about you and the work you uh, do. Hi, I am Aaron Reed. Uh, I've become known as the rock and roll humanist, which was something that kind of happened organically because of the event, and that's what I named it. You know, my logo with the, the pride flag and the sideways rock fist uh, that makes the equal sign was sort of, you know, you know, it was my invention. I came up with it for the event. And so everybody just started calling me that. So I'm the rock and roll humanist now. And I'm going to wear that like a badge of honor because it's a pretty cool nickname. <laughs> but I have been an atheist activist for 25 years, a humanist minister for 10 years, and a secular charity director for eight I used to specialize in throwing charity rock concerts, uh, food, toy, uh, coloring book drives for children's hospitals. Uh, I'm a 10-time charity chili cook-off champion. <laughs> you should have my chili sometime. I bet you'd like it. Um, I, I, yeah, I just... I, I spend my time, because I'm disabled, trying to make the world a better place in any way I can, because... You know, if I'm not fighting for my daughter's generation, who will? That is awesome. I have to uh, sometime go around and uh, definitely have to try that chili. So I have to make a trip to Westward just for that chili. <laughs> so I wanted to um, begin, you know, we have been talking a little bit uh, before this. We've known each other for a while now. And the elephant in the room pretty much uh, always has been the conservative party. Uh, pun intended, they're actually uh, the elephant and the conservative party. <laughs> so... Why do you think they're so uh, I'm against? Picking up what you're laying down. Why do you think they're so against drag story hours? What do you think their problem with you wanna, it is? You want to know the big secret? They're not conservative politicians. Their donors, the rich, all of these people. Your Lauren Boberts, who just divorced a husband who pulled his dick out in front of a bunch of teenagers at a bowling alley. You know, was just playing hands with her, her date at a theater full of children. These people don't really care. They don't care about trans people. They don't care about trans story hours. They don't care about banning books. They care about polls. And they care about what the uneducated <laughs> uh, care about. And because they have no policies to to put forward for them they can't talk about policy because their only policies are cut taxes on the rich and regulations so we can exploit workers and poison people and that doesn't fly well with the voter base so the only thing they have is distraction and for generations the same trick has worked on the same people from the same families from the same parts of the country over and over again, all the way back to our founding. And every generation, it is religious conservatives and a frothing panic because some new group wants equal rights, wants to be a part of the conversation, wants to be treated equally. And they, the, the, the groups, after they fight for their rights, you know, they get more niche and, you know, like they can't go after gay marriage because that's not popular anymore but they're coming after it anyway for their rabbit base but they're you know so what's left that it's in vogue for bigots to hate trans people they don't know anything about them they don't understand anything about them they're only one percent of the population you know as far as powerless minorities go they're about as powerless as you get so they make a convenient target for the impotent rage of idiots and that is a good distraction <laughs> from the fact that these trickle-down economics idiots have been robbing them blind for generations. So it's it, it has nothing to do with trans people. It's just the latest distraction in a long line 
of distractions. You know, it was gay marriage before this. It was immigrants and Muslims and, you know, uh, immigrant caravans and uh, cartels and, uh, you know, 9-11, of course, was Muslims. And before that, it was, you know, I, I was alive in the 80s and 90s. You know, and I was a football fan, and I remember hearing serious news broadcasters debate on national television whether black men were smart enough to play the quarterback position. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's the the casual racism of our culture is so deep that people don't notice what they're swimming in. Yeah, absolutely, and. That make that does make a lot of sense. Knowing you know, lately the Republican Party, uh, specifically all the conservative heads, um, haven't done anything that is an original idea. Pretty much is what some leader or whatever says, and all the uneducated follow. Uh, pretty much we saw that during 2020 election, where a bunch of people decided to go and you know riot the, uh, uh, the not the Ohio, I'm sorry, the uh, United States State House, the Capitol building, because they thought mm-hmm. the election was stolen, and they still most of them still think the election is stolen. So. You know, it's yeah. Well, follow the leader. The scary thing is that Donald Trump took the brakes off the 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 saying the quiet part out loud thing. You know, they they used disingenuous arguments before. They pretend to base their opinions in some outlier scientist that was paid by some you know right wing group that said he found evidence that these people really aren't as good as straight white people. You know what I mean? It's just. <laughs> Oh, I, I have watched a scary thing happen over the past decade. You know, it's basically Charlottesville was sort of the beginning of it. And they're trying to marry the militias and the extremist groups and the Nazis and the racists with their evangelical base because that's all they've got left. That's why that was called the Unite the Right rally. And in Wadsworth, our little head of city council and his intrepid hate preacher campaign employee, Gary Fox, managed to publicly unite for the first time the evangelicals and the Nazis, which they've been trying to do since Charlottesville. Which is absolutely coming, you know, to my next, uh, I had a question relating that, which I wanted to ask, and it is like, Going back, you know, to the rock and roll uh, story hour in Westworth, uh, Ohio, you know, um, this event was uh, organized by you. You were the main organizer and all that. And do you think then, as you mentioned, the local government, um, local officials had something to do? Like neo- you have neo-Nazis, KKKs, Proud Boys, uh, 3 percenters, one percenters, Catholics, um, Evangelicals, all religions there. <laughs> and racial, Not and only racially motivated groups attacking families, women, children. Do you think they were? Do you think they were involved somehow? Not only do I think that, I know that, and can prove it factually with just a plethora. I had people who had known these people for thirty years, gone to church with them, knew their families, so horrified at them collaborating with just open hate and Nazis that they were sending me screenshots of everything these people said to one another. Their private admin telegram chats. I was watching it the whole time like a train wreck. It couldn't say anything because I'd give away my spy. Well, several spies. <laughs> but, uh, but the main one who she embedded herself in the 18 plus gets rid of us admin chat. And that group was started by Carrie Brost, Matt Klein, and Gary Fox. And Gary Fox was working for Bob Thurber's mayoral campaign. And I knew Gary Fox when I was a kid. We went to church together, believe it or not. And I played friendly with him. I I told him I was going to keep a line of communication open just in case anybody got really crazy and there were any, like, real threats we needed to worry about. And I kept that guy boasting and bragging for months about working with Bob Thurby at City Hall to shut me down 
to do all of the legal things they could do to make sure nothing like this ever happened in Wadsworth. And the whole time, he is doing all this with the campaign and City Hall. He is in that admin telegram chat for the counter-protest with the leaders of those hate groups. The Nazis, the KKK, the Proud Boys. There, there were two different Proud Boy chapter presidents in that admin chat, along with all the Nazis and the White Lives Matter, which was Project 171 was their uh, little anti-groomer action outreach program. They, uh, <coughs> they invited those Nazis and hate groups into the admin chat with them so that they could coordinate the response to my event with them for weeks leading up to my event. I reported this to City Hall. I have recordings of me in a room with the safety director, the police chief, the city lawyers telling them <laughs> about Gary Fox's, uh, you know, collaboration with all of these hate groups weeks before the event ever happened. And they never even opened an investigation. I think, um, you know, me, myself, been there personally and uh, <laughs> ended, you know, being prosecuted or arrested uh, that day. I feel that I was worth uh, pretty much the local government, not just feel. I also know, as a matter of fact, as you mentioned, and could also prove that they invited these hate groups. They collaborated and worked with these hate groups for this reason um, because they have this little crusade, as we have mentioned, you know, this little attack where they feel that every child has been like, in danger around LGBT people, which is like not really happening. There's more children you in danger at the, hand, at the hands it? of them than even LGBT people. The whole time. See, Gary Fox and, and Bob Thurber and all of those people, like I said, they don't really give a, a shit about any of this stuff. The whole time he's joking with me. Oh, why won't I just play ball? Uh, we could go and do debates together and make a bunch of money. I should come over to his house for a cigar and we should talk it over. You're telling the whole town that I am this evil groomer pedophile demon, right? You want to invite me over to your little mansion for a cigar with all of your foster kids? Yeah, he's so full of shit it's coming out of his ears. <laughs> These people don't believe the disingenuous arguments they say it's just a means to an end and that end is folks I have to agree with that for sure so going to that you know we mentioned you mentioned uh, the kids part with this guy having a lot of kids um, he probably he probably thinks this but do you think the children are in danger when they're around LGBTQIA D plus community so like including the drag community do you think there's any danger with children being anywhere near them. No, and not only that, it's statistically not true. The children are most in danger around right-wing clergy members. <laughs> Honestly, more sitting United States senators have been arrested for sexual impropriety and assault in bathrooms than trans people have. That is a literal statistic. <laughs> So we mentioned the right, um, you know, we heard that they, the, all the right wing groups um, and their little bullshit, 18 plus get rid of us chant. Um, they were just screaming all the time, you know, from all these racist bullshit groups. Um, right. But, and you that know, was just the cover for the racism that was amusing children as a human shield, like I said, all along. They didn't care if I made it 18 plus or not. They just didn't want us dirty queers messing up their little, you know, white bread, red line town. So they use whatever arguments they have to, just disingenuous or not for the public, like 18 plus gets rid of us, like we only have a problem because you dirty queers want to be dirty queers in front of kids. No, they didn't care about the kids. And their their words speak volumes. The the hate they spew when they don't think anybody's watching. The epithets and the homophobia and the hate that went on in those private admin chats with all of those hate groups. They had to make a rule with the Nazis to tell all of their Nazi pals 
to keep the Nazi chatter on the public page to a minimum because they didn't want to scare away the locals, you know, <laughs> the ones they were trying to recruit with the, we're just worried about the children stuff. Yeah, they told the Nazis, hey, make sure you don't say too much Nazi stuff in the public pages. They knew they were collaborating with Nazis and the response wasn't, oh my God, what am I doing? Get out of here. No, it was, hey, keep it down. <laughs> yeah, you know, like knowing, knowing that, you know, since the creation of the Boy Scouts, which is also create was created by a right a right wing like activist, pretty much a Republican, uh, a total of ninety two thousand uh, boys have been raped by straight men, uh, and in twenty twenty, over two thousand cases were reported uh, of sexual abuse. And why do you think the far? Why do you think that the far right and these racist groups are coming after the LGBTQIA plus community, but not like the groomers and the real group that are the Boy Scouts? Like, but they're coming after the wrong group. Like, do you think there's a special agenda behind this? Is it like you know? You would think that the cognitive dissonance would make somebody's brain explode when year after year, new study after new study comes out, and we're finding out about not just the Catholic Church, but the Jehovah's Witnesses, the Mormons, the Southern Baptists. All of the big churches have been for years hiding sexual assault of children and, and not sending guilty to justice and shifting them to other parishes. It's not just the Catholics. I think the estimate from Spotlight was that 6% of clergy have some sort of, uh, you know, child assault accusation or problem. And <laughs> you want to talk about completely out of line with, you know, normal statistics. That is ridiculous. If 6% of every other profession were raping children, that profession wouldn't exist anymore. You know what I mean? It's just they have the privilege of being the church and being infallible you know it's it's absurd it really is <laughs> and they don't care about the cognitive distance they don't care about the hypocrisy and they kind of just want to both sides it because it's always there's people raping kids in the news so they have to to pretend that it's all square you know what i mean everybody's raping kids You know what I mean? Not just our people. So they accuse everyone, whether it's the LGBTQ or not. You know, they accused Hillary Clinton of drinking the adrenochrome from sacrificed babies in the non-existent pizza parlor of a, you know, a basement of a pizza parlor, you know, where she ran a sex trafficking ring. Anybody they don't agree with is a pedophile because they have to demonize them in some way. And that's just the worst thing anybody can think of to call somebody. You know, that's one of the most evil things you can be. So that way they don't have to, you know, compete with our arguments or they don't even have to listen to us. We're just evil people. And you know what I mean? It's it's the black and white thing. It's it's ridiculous is what it is. <laughs> I, I, I have to agree. This pretty much they, they find any excuse to attack um, anybody who does not follow their beliefs after what it's seen. Like I mean, they they started the QAnon crap during the Trump time, and they created like the Save Our Children thing. You know, they all these kids were being like taken by all these famous people and blah blah blah, and like they had yeah, their little yeah. like abortion crusade, which. They don't want abortions to happen. And every but. time when every one of these conspiracy theories that they spout gets proven wrong, they just move on to the next one. They never acknowledge that all the hundreds of other things they believed with their whole hearts and were fighting for, you know, the day before. Oh, that was wrong. Move on to the next one. They never, they never catch on to the pattern. The people I listen to have lied to me 700 times, but this thing, this one's true. <laughs> They are goldfish people. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's always, unreal. It's always the uneducated and the people that don't know what the hell is really going on, the ones making this horrible... And you, you wonder why decisions. Republicans yeah, defund education constantly and try to privatize so that we have these charter schools and the rich can afford good schools, but public schools get defunded to the point 
of failure and then they blame the public schools for failing and defund them more. It's, it's, Republicans have been fighting a battle against education for over 50 years. Like they've been fighting a battle against wages, they've been stagnant that long. You know, the cost of living, the cost of education, the cost of housing, inflation. Yeah, I was telling people the other day, minimum wage is still the same as it was when I was 16 years old working at Taco Bell in high school. I turned 40 in two weeks. When I was in high school working at Taco Bell, gas cost 89 cents a gallon. A pack of cigarettes was $3. A gallon of milk, seventy-five cents. I don't really remember it specifically, but all of the things we buy and that that we need to live have progressively gotten more expensive for fifty years, and wages haven't. If you're making less than twenty-two dollars an hour today in money value, you are making less than a person did on minimum wage in the seventies. When you can work your way through, (laughs) these people don't realize how much the world has really changed and how screwed these next generations are. The dream of home ownership is over. So they need all the distractions they can get. And LGBTQ people are just the latest worm on a hook for the uneducated masses that they, you know, like to poke with a stick into a frothing rage so they don't realize how badly they're being screwed. <laughs> yes, definitely. And, you know, you mentioned the education part. I was going to ask. Um, so one of the biggest voices in the political world against this has been uh, Governor of Florida, Ron DeSantis, also a candidate for president of the United States. Um, he hates men, you know, who put on makeup and dance. But we saw a couple of days ago, this podcast, by the way, has been recorded on September 28th of 2023. So this week was the vice, uh, the presidential debate for the Republicans. And we saw Ron DeSantis putting on makeup, literally getting makeup put on him, which really tells me what a big hypocrite and an idiot. He's putting makeup and he hates men who put on makeup. So I, I have a video. That. I have a video from 2004 of Wadsworth City Schools middle school coaches playing an entire basketball game in drag for the kids at the school as a joke. (laughs) It's not about the drag. Nobody really cares except the people that they've told they should care about it because that's the distraction. It's it's the cause celeb of bigots. It's LG, it's just LGBTQ people's turn, apparently, and specifically trans people, to to be under the hot lamp of the the corrupt people who <laughs> rob our economy blind and distract the easily distractible with fear tactics it's all fear you know these people are different than you they're evil they're trying to hurt your children it's the same tactics for generations and it's it's getting so so tiring (laughs) but there's good news bud you want to know the good news please share them out your generation and the one following you is going to save us all Your generations, Y and Z, are the most progressive generations in the history of our country, maybe even the world. They grew up with access to information, the ability to fact check, the ability to learn things that weren't taught to them by whoever they were accidentally born to. You know what I mean? They've grown up connected to the world and to other people. And so all of these horror stories about these others they can check out for themselves. So 30% of conservative children are leaving their parents' ideologies and religions outright. They're losing a third of their kids to information. There's no measurable trend in the other direction. It's not like a bunch of kids who grew up progressive or suddenly becoming bigots. No, it doesn't go that way. So 
enough of those generations voted in the last midterms to cancel out the vote of every human over 65. And then, of course, you know, the pandemic took out 200,000 extra from vaccine disinformation. So that's 200,000 votes they lost, in addition to all the other votes they lost over the pandemic that they, you know, that they didn't need to. But <laughs> 60 million more of those generations are going to be eligible to vote in that four year span or two year span between the last midterms and the upcoming presidential election. They see their irrelevance coming. And this is the last death throes. This is them doubling down on a dying ideology and riding out that last wave. And it's going to be over soon. Bet on it. You know, I always say that I am glad that I'm, that I'm born in the time that I'm born because I wouldn't be able to handle it if I was born at any other time period. I am too much of an activist and too much of a, like, you know, public um, and human rights person. I would not allow or accept bigotry like the way that we have seen it in the past. There have been people like us all throughout human history. Just generally, they killed us, you know, as witches, heretics, whatever the word they were coming up with for the day was. But anybody who questioned the party line and, you know, especially their religious dogma, you know, they just killed us. You know, they spent millennia slaughtering most of the indigenous cultures of the planet and anybody that disagreed with them converting people at the tip of the sword. That's how this country was founded on the genocide of two continents worth of civilizations and they hail those people as discoverers and heroes they still teach in history classes about the roman empire and the the the, the explorers that discovered the new world the new world that had 120 million plus people living in it how do you discover something with that many inhabitants it's because they didn't consider those people people. And our history books still don't because we refer to them as them and the explorers as us. We discover, no, you see what I mean? It's a mindset and they don't even see it. We did that to us. And when you look at it through that lens, it becomes as horrifying as it should be. Yeah, definitely. Um, and, you know, since you mentioned, like, this generation and stuff, um, I know you're a father, you're a dad. Uh, does it worry you, your daughter is growing up, like, in a world like this, like, awful, you know, racist, uh, xenophobic, homophobic, oh. transphobic, dragphobic, and how are you helping her to grow up in... The only thing these like, people you know, like manage. more than their bigotry and their God is their guns. The the fact is, my wife works at Wadsworth City Schools. My daughter goes to Wadsworth City Schools. This place was redlined until the late 90s actively. Like, this was known. There, it, it is red dot Trump Haven. The crazies are a breeding here. And my brother is in the gun business. And I used to work for him. I used to have to go to gun shows with a muzzle clause in my contract that I wasn't allowed to speak about politics or religion if I wanted a job. <laughs> it was nuts. But I also looked like one of the good old boys. So these people are just free and open with their hate right in front of me. Wearing t-shirts about white pride and rebel flags and I cannot stand people in Ohio who wave the rebel flag. I really can't. One, Ohio is part of the Union. If the South rises again, it'll be to fight us. We're so north we share a watery border with Canada. These people aren't just history illiterate. They're delusional. I, I don't know how to reach them. And yes, it scares me. The, the violence is accelerating, and we're going to see more of it. You know, the, the murder rate on black trans women is so high that they may as well be being hunted for sport. 
the school shootings. And it's always some crazy right winger. That's what they don't like to tell you. They always come out with like news stories from all the, the conspiracy theory media about this time it was a it was a lip that shot everyone and it, it never was. Almost all of the terrorism, terrorism in the United States domestically that has resulted in deaths since 9-11 has been 99% right-wing white nationalists. The FBI at the end of the Obama administration released a report they were the biggest threat to national security and he buried it because he didn't want to seem racist. And then of course when Trump got in, he extra buried that. But it's still there. <laughs> and it's just, they, they only, these people grew up during the time of legacy media, Tom Brokaw, Walter Cronkite, when they thought they could trust the newsman on television. And they don't realize that the television news has become to them what supermarket tabloids were to their parents' generation. It is entirely fantastical, unbelievable, mostly made up nonsense to get reactions because that's where the money is. Outrage. That's what sells. And it's just a business model like everything else. It's about making money and distracting idiots. That's what they've been doing. I mean, we saw it back in the 50s. Like the comics were like, oh my gosh, like the worst thing ever. Comics, like let's cancel all the comics that are like the devil's work and they're unchristian and on like on white nationalists. And they tried, you know, to cancel DC and Marvel because they weren't like the American Patriot dream and until they forced them to become I have been in this fight a long time. And the scariest thing has been, you know, David Duke did the whole taking off the hood and putting on the suit thing in the 90s. And so did a lot of the other white supremacists. And Reuters released a report right around my event that detailed the epidemic of white nationalist infiltration into law enforcement in our country, not just at local levels, but at the like federal level. These people have been working their way into the government and the system, playing professional because, you know, the hoods were getting too much of a bad reaction anymore. And it's worked since Charlottesville. I have watched things that were only the craziest white wing Nazi propaganda site, you know, KKK member stuff, the, that, the kind of propaganda they put on, 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 you know, the flyers that they would hand out to, you know, people in crazy hillbilly <laughs> cities. Like, I used to get a KKK pamphlet newsletter dropped in my driveway once every few months as a kid in Wadsworth. And I have watched their propaganda wind its way up since Charlottesville all the way through the ecosystem of online media and into primetime television. Tucker Carlson was preaching white replacement theory on primetime news. That is Nazi shit. That has always been Nazi shit. And they have no idea where these arguments have come from. They're just the new argument the newsman told them to spout. They don't realize that it's Nazi propaganda. But they found a way to unite the evangelicals and the Nazis. And apparently that magic pill was hatred for the LGBTQ and especially trans people. Who knew? Yeah, that's, um, that's pretty much welcome, I guess, to... I don't know, like, if welcome to everybody that is listening to this, to what the world has fucking come to, you know, these people um, being running around. I mean, I thought I, I thought I would never see Nazis in 2023, and I have to sit there and, like, you know, run with parents with their kids afraid of those people, like, in fear. Even though I fear. knew they were collaborating with those people, it took my breath away when they showed up in uniform with the swastika flags, arms, chanting Zig Heil, proudly in public in a place called Memorial Park because it was donated to Wadsworth by a wealthy um, family 
in the names of 13 children Wadsworth lost fighting the Nazis in World War II. <laughs> and in 2023, a brigade of armed swastika flag waving Nazis is just marching through that park and over their graves. And it was the most despicable thing I've ever seen. Absolutely. And I wanted to ask you, uh, you know, with that event and everything happening, what is your advice for, like, you know, again, your family was there with you. What is your advice for parents who had their children at that event or other events that are, that are or parents that are just seeing this on TV and seeing their children? The their parents that walked their kids through that behind those rainbow umbrellas are some of the bravest people I have ever met in my life. I thank them with every fiber of my being that every single one of them didn't turn tail and run the moment they saw that. We still had a hell of a turnout, even though we've got dozens of messages from families that saw it and just went back to their cars. Because, I mean, who, who has the guts to walk through that with their kids? I mean, it took some serious cojones. And <laughs> I thank them for it. And I'm so thankful nothing happened and that we could provide enough security that, that everybody was as, as safe as could be, you know, feasibly managed, but it didn't feel very safe out there. And like I said, these people are escalating. They just shot a woman in the street, a mother of nine in California of all places for hanging a pride flag in her store window. Uh, the, This is going to get worse before it gets better, but it is going to get better soon. This next election is going to be a referendum against this doubling down on bigotry, and it's going to echo through the ages. Absolutely agree. You know, and talking about like bigotry, um, yourself as a progressive identifying uh, parent on this topic, uh, you know, must this be very upsetting for you talking about this again on and if you you know you don't have to but you were arrested for fighting uh, bigotry and raising an ally flag at Wasworth City Hall and you were um, and you went through a court case pretty much how did this affect like you know your family your daughter uh, her schooling her friendships everyday life how did there are you thousands there are thousands of Wadsworth citizens who spend their days on these online community pages talking about nothing but me. I am the cause celeb still to this day, this many months later. Like something changes on my court docket and there are six posts about it in six different groups and people talking about me and calling me this and that and crazy and they're gonna report me to CSB and have my kids taken away and report my wife for being a pedophile and get her fired from school and you know that I am these people have no lives that they hate their lives and they're not happy with how they turned out so they spend all their time on the internet hating and being trolls and I would be so sad if my life was so awful that all I had left was to bicker at people in my community who didn't act the way I thought they should you know what I mean you know what I mean I mean, bigotry is another thing. Fighting bigotry is a must. Being silent in the face of bigotry is just a non-starter for me. I will never. But if you boil it down, these people are essentially assigning dress codes to adults. No, you have these kind of genitals. You can't wear that outfit. Excuse me? <laughs> uh, I th thought we were adults here. No, these people are intellectual infants, and I just don't know how to deal with them. I mean, they are an aging generation and demographic. They are dying off, and a lot of them killed themselves with, uh, with the uh, vaccine epidemic propaganda stuff, you know. And, and I, I don't want to tout that as a good thing. That's sad that these people were taken advantage of and lied to, and they lost their lives because of it. And it's sad that... We have to have this sort of generational passing of the torch where it takes all of these youngsters getting old enough to vote to finally vote these dinosaurs out of relevance. But 
these people are just old and set in their ways, I think is how they put it, you know? They, 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 they went to high school, they learned everything, they, they thought they had to learn in their lives, and they never learned another thing after that. They just went about their lives and lived them, thinking that they were working on updated programming. <laughs> and they just, they're intellectually lazy. They just want to be told what to think. They don't want to have to do the reading, the you know, all of the, the educational legwork to actually be informed. No, they want to learn something from a Facebook meme because it's easy. And I don't know how to fight that. I really don't. These people don't want to learn. They don't want to be better. They think they're the best things to spread. They're straight white Americans after all, you know? And yay, America number one. And, and it's just a delusional way of thinking that is so hard to penetrate. They've spent their whole lives thinking they were the best. Well, if you're the best, what does that make everyone else? Not as good as you. And I hate to tell you this, but, but you ain't so great. <laughs> Absolutely. So I wanted to ask you now with that, um, any advice do you have for any parents that are planning to take their children to a future story hour or like a drag story hour in the coming up days? Any advice do you have specific, like as a parent yourself? Make sure that every precaution for safety has been taken. Try and make sure there is uh, a joint parking with uh, escorts, uh, which was a problem that we had because, you know, they threatened my venue and I had to get a different one and it was a whole thing. But yeah, make sure that you're safe. And if at any time you don't feel safe, you're not a coward if you if you turn around. You take care of your children. If you don't think your children are safe, don't be there. And I, I hate that it's come to that, but like I said, these people are escalating and I, I don't know what's gonna happen next. Yeah, if you can be safe and you can attend these events, by all means, all means show your pride, show the love to, to, to the marginalized community, but just watch your back. <laughs> so I also wanted to ask, uh, you know, with this whole story, if you could say anything to the Wasworth City Council relating the situation and what happened at, at the event that you organized, what would you say, uh, knowing the support and they supported these people, they supported this hatred, what would be the worst well, you would share? Here's the thing, a lot of them didn't. Like, I had press sources inside of City Hall the whole time feeding me the drama that was going on in there, too. And most of them were yelling at Bob Thurber, what are you doing? You're going to get the city sued. Stop. You know, the lawyers were screaming at him that things he was saying were unconstitutional. And he just didn't care. He was trying to get that MAGA vote to become Wadsworth's mayor. And... We already had a conservative mayor who's done well. We have a surplus. We have a rainy day slush fund of $17 million. You know what he ran on? He ran on using that slush fund that he said was just sitting there, not doing any good for us, to revitalize the downtown area. Well, wouldn't you know it, he just happens to own a lot of those buildings. So he was saying to the voters' face, I'm going to take all of your savings. I'm going to use it to renovate my own buildings. And what do you think about that? And none of them cared because he hated the wrong people publicly. <laughs> that sounds like a typical politician. Pretty much. Oh, yeah. So with that said, um, you know, I kind of uh, ran out of questions in my um, question list. Do you have anything you like to add about the event? Anything you want to add in general to, uh, you know, this I whole would story? like to add to the rest of city council. There is only one guy on there who ever said a kind word to me outside of that city hall. And it was Dan Rosberg. And the rest of them were silent as lambs. The mayor never even mentioned any of this in public. She was the mayor from Jaws. See no evil, hear no evil, speak no evil. She didn't want to piss off all of the crazy right-wingers because she needed their votes too. So she couldn't denounce what he was doing, so she just pretended it wasn't happening. 
And she has let her city, her council, uh, harass my family, sick hate groups and Nazis and, you know, militias and stuff on, on, on a charity director that lives in her city. And she said nothing. I would really like for those people to maybe say just one thing, one thing in defense of their LGBTQ citizens, or even acknowledge they exist. That's why I raised that ally flag on that city flagpole, to show them what it looked like when Wadsworth supported its LGBTQ citizens, because nobody had ever seen it before. Maybe they would catch on, but apparently not. They just arrested me for it. Yes, yeah, so it's like the typical, you know, white nationalist bigots, as we talked uh, before, you know, we, you and I went to uh, city council and started talking before even the event when, uh, you know, we were invited to speak to the city council and we saw how the people at city council uh, spoke and people from the, L- if people like, you know, they claim that were LGBT, that were definitely not LGBT. Uh, yeah, yeah. There were two women that pretended they were lesbians, probably because they had an experience and well, no, they didn't go to college. So probably some camp. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and they thought that, you know, it's the tokenism thing. It's the Candace Owens uh, theory. If somebody of that persuasion says it, then it isn't bigoted. <laughs> so they can hide behind their token. So yeah, they and use that, that Candace Owens. People have uh, to play that role. They definitely use that Candace Owens uh, bullshit, you know, and, and claim that, you know, that they were not supporting this. Um, and it was, it was sad. It was upsetting to see, you know, the whole event uh, was very upsetting to see all this hatred groups, but it was also beautiful to see that the kids, the parents had fun. Inside of that gazebo was one of the best feelings I have ever experienced in my life. The love inside of there, the feeling of accomplishment. When we finished that show all the way to the end, we applauded, we cried, we hugged. It was a feeling you had to be there to experience. And I will feel till the end of my days that I accomplished something just for that. And the, the crowning jewel is that my wife and I bought two big raffle items for the kids to, to put in for. It was a really nice BMX bike and a scooter. And a local 10-year-old trans girl. Let me say that again. A local 10-year-old trans girl won both of them. And her dad said it was the first time he'd seen her smile in forever. And that made everything worth it for me. That is so awesome to hear. Like, that is definitely... I knew that there was, like, some prizes. I didn't know who won them. That is amazing to hear. Um, You know, you have done so much for the community since uh, that that event. And, um, you know, before with your charity and everything. And... um, I think um, one of the things, you know, in, in behalf of myself, um, my podcast, the listeners and everybody around, like, we definitely want to thank you on, on that. You have done phenomenal job and a phenomenal, like, great work with advocacy going out and, you know, raising your voice, making sure that you're heard and the LGBT community is heard. And that really means a lot for the people that cannot speak up their voice. You know, the people in Wasford that are closeted because they're afraid of the white nationalist parents and those uh, LGBT haters. Here's the thing about being the rock and roll humanist. I am a big, scary ex-rock musician, bouncer, football player, competitive martial artist, bodyguard. These people don't say anything to me in public. They talk online about hearing me say things and, and talk, uh, you know, about it. But none of them will say a word to my face. They're all terrified of me. And that's kind of, that kind of makes me feel good that they're cowards and bigots. <laughs> but uh, I got to say, man, it with all the hate that I get on a constant basis, hearing things like what you just said, you know, that little bit of validation means the world to me. And thank you for that. Absolutely. We we have to acknowledge when the work is done and the work is done for the people. And that's one thing that you did. You did the work for the people, the parents that were there. And it really shows that, you know, the community united, you know, the, 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 the fascists had so many groups, so many people. They have hundreds. But at the end of the day, our little bit, our 50, 80, 90 people that were there on our side, 
were more powerful because our voices were heard. We were more powerful because we were there. Our first we right fought Nazis with love and rainbow umbrellas and won. And I will take that victory to my grave proudly. Absolutely. That's one of the things that I wanted, you know, that I wanted. That was why I wanted to, uh, you know, brought you to the podcast and spread this out because I wanted people to to know that, like, you know, this is this is a great thing. And, you know, I do need to ask. Is I'll there- tell you what, I'm going to do it again. As soon as I get through all this court stuff and fighting the city and all of this and all of the blowback from the first one, you better believe there's going to be a rock and roll humanist drag queen story hour, too. I am glad to hear because I, I was again. going to ask when when is the sequel happening. So I guess we got the sequel. Happening. Yeah. The thing is, after the cops started harassing me, and I knew they weren't going to protect me from all the hate groups that were harassing me. You know, I, I've got the security measures I can, the cameras, the dogs, the guns. The, you know, I have to. But until I feel that my family is safe enough. I need to step back for a minute and take care of my court cases and, and, and all of that. But don't think that I'm out of the fight. You know I'm still in it. You know I was there beside you at that March for Trans Youth in Cleveland. And I will be at every event that I can be at to fight for my daughter's generation to grow up in a better world. That is uh, definitely amazing. So with that, um, I'm going to ask you if you have anything do you want to add to the podcast. Um, do you have yes. anything you would like to add? Yes, I I would like to add that you are an amazing, young, vibrant, uh, loving activist and hero to a lot of people, too. And the fact that you were there standing beside me means that forever, you know, I've got your back. So anytime you ever need me, Rock and Roll Humanist has got your back. All right, brother. Thank you so much. That is very well appreciated. I first want to thank Aaron uh, for taking the time to do this podcast with me uh, and share the story of the Wasworth um, Drag Story Hour. Um, I just safe to mention that Aaron does not represent the drag community, but instead advocates and activists that are supportive of the drag community. With that said, Politico with Juan Cayo Diaz is a Spotify original from Anchor.fm and also Chuck Nari's approved. What do you think, Chuck? Chuck Norris approved. <laughs>